Welcome to Hall Talk. Life is filled with unexpected moments. Thank you for joining Jared Hall, a specialist in being a generalist, as he shares biblical insights and leadership lessons while curating stories. And now your host, Jared Hall. Hello, welcome to Hall Talk. I'm your host, Jared Hall. This is episode eight, and it's the third week of the month, so we're going to be taking a look at a leadership topic. If you missed last week, we did a Bible Q&A, and we asked a very unique question, one I never addressed before, about how the Pharisees viewed Paul's coming to faith in Jesus as Messiah. And then the week before that, we continued our series of Messianic Prophecy. If you're into the devotion-type material, I'd highly encourage you, if you'd like more content like that, to head over to YouTube, type in Jared Hall, that's G-E-R-A-D, H-A-L-L, and we do a weekly service, a Sunday service, every week, and we're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and so we're going pretty deep, taking our time, and so if you'd like more content like that, you can head over there and have video. But as I mentioned at the beginning, we're heading into our second topic of leadership, and it's a big one, and it's going to apply, again, to every area of life for every phase of life that we're in, because we're all leaders in different ways at different times. And so this week, we want to talk about something that you've heard a million times, and that's goals. We've all set them. We've all had them. Sometimes we hit them. A lot of time we miss them. And so what we're going to do this week is we're going to take a look at this topic and see what are five things we can do to get better at hitting our goals. And so here we go for episode eight of Hall Talk. Goals. Man, I can't tell you the number of goals that I've had in my life that I've missed. I remember being in high school and having some really, really big, hairy, audacious goals for what I wanted to accomplish in school, what I wanted to accomplish in sports. And they say to shoot for the moon and land among the stars. But a lot of the time, if you're aiming for something specific, even if you achieve something really great, it still feels like you missed it. You know, for example, when I was in high school, I wanted to run a 22-second 200-meter dash. And if you know nothing about times or track or anything, that would have been really, really fast. And, you know, I got around 24 seconds, uh, particularly in a 4 by 200 And as a result, I ended up winning a team award for 110%, which was was great that my teammates acknowledged the effort that I put into it, but I never actually reached my goal. And what I found was that moving into adulthood, I kind of took the same approach to goal setting, is that every goal was simply too big. And what I found was is that eventually, after not hitting goal after goal after goal, I became very frustrated. It was easy to become defeated. I tended to not want to do any goal setting at all. And then I started meeting with a leadership coach, and that really turned my perspective around. That it's okay to have stretch goals as long as they're attainable goals. But in the midst of having stretch goals, what I mean by stretch goals is goals that's going to take us outside of our comfort zone. We also need goals that are very achievable. And so I want to talk about five things that have helped set me up to better achieve my goals. The very first thing that has helped me is 
a prioritized to-do list, a prioritized to-do list. Now, we all have had to-do lists just like we've all had goals. The problem with to-do lists are is that they often just remain static. We don't do anything with it. Something I got in the habit of doing is once I set three or four goals with one of those being a stretch goal, then I would break down the steps of what it was going to take to achieve that goal. And so if you want to paint a wall, you don't just go paint a wall. You got to buy paint. You got to buy brushes. You got to lay down tarps. You got to acquire tarps. And so what I would do is that if the goal was to paint a wall, then in my prioritized to-do list, I would start setting out all the pieces. Now, in the midst of doing that, there would be other things that have to do in life, right? One of the, th- the second part that we often miss is that we presume that we'll never be interrupted in our, in our goal actions, as, as though nothing else is ever going to come up. And so in my prioritized to-do list, I would plan in interruptions, plan in time to be interrupted, And then what I would do is with all the other things that I had going on would all go on a to-do list. And then I would start labeling it A, B, C, D. And that's how I began to attack the to-do list. And so things that were in A, I did at the best parts of my day. Times when I was freshest, usually early to mid-morning, I'm at my best. Things that took a lot of... um. A lot of effort had to happen at those high peak times. Those are A things. Now, things that just had to be done but didn't take a lot of effort, then I put those things down into like the C category. I usually do those in my low points, like that mid-afternoon, that time when you want to take a nap. And then if things were D, well, what you do with the D is you just don't do them. You just lop them off. They're not that important. That's why they're a D. And so once I started operating with a prioritized to-do list every single day, it really helped me start to make progress. So I'd set my goals, usually three to four goals, one of them a stretch goal, and I broke them down into pieces. And the pieces made it onto my prioritized to-do list, which was happening and getting updated every single day. Started my day, look at the to-do list, organize it, A, B, C, D, lop off the D, plan when I'm doing A's, when I'm planning on doing C's, and get after it. And over time, started to make progress. Now, the reason why we want to think granular, the reason why we want to break it down, is it's kind of like the old expression, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. And so it's very important that we don't ever think that a goal worth achieving is something that we're probably going to do start to finish in the same day. It's going to take time. Now, the third thing that I found is is that you have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to fail. That in the midst of of doing something bigger than you've ever done before, doing something you've never done before, you may not do it perfectly. Something I talk with my son about all the time is that failing doesn't equal failure. Failing doesn't equal failure. Failing is really just part of the process of succeeding. It's very, very rare that we're ever going to do something perfectly the first time. 
It usually takes time to learn skills, learn the trade, whatever it may be. And so there has to be a mind shift because if you come across something and you find that the first couple attempts don't go the way that you want them to go, your propensity is to quit, that's a perspective shift. Once that perspective, once you're willing to shift that perspective that failing doesn't equal failure, then you're going to be okay. Now, next, number four, some of us are perfectionists. It's very easy for us to get it in our head that if we can't do something perfectly, it's simply not worth doing. And so we want to have all the I's dots. We want to have all the T's crossed before we even begin. But what I've found, and this is an expression that I learned as I was going through the John Maxwell team training, is that we have to be willing to jump and build our wings on the way down. Jump and build our wings on the way down. Meaning that sometimes, in order to complete a goal, you may not know every single step. You can plan for as many as you want to, but you may not know them all. But if, but if you never actually get started, you can't ever actually finish. If you never get started, you can never get finished. And so I would highly encourage you to take the risk of getting started, particularly if you're that perfectionistic mindset. I know that for myself, it's really, really hard to get to the point where I'm willing to risk failure, that I might start something and not finish it. But I also know that if I spend my entire life just thinking of what I'm going to do, I never take action. That's a pretty easy place to be, but it's not a rewarding place to be. There's nothing nothing achieved. So here's the first four again. So once you have your goals set, you're going to do your prioritized to-do list. You're going to presume interruptions are going to happen. You're going to shift the perspective that failing doesn't equal failure and that you're going to jump and build your wings on the way down. That even if you don't have all the answers, you're going to start. Now, here's the fifth thing. This comes more naturally for some of us than others, but it's the collaborative piece. Who can help? Who can help? There's great boasting and great bragging that can happen when you set out to achieve a goal and you do every single step of the process all by yourself. But eventually, if we want to strive for things that are bigger than ourselves, we want to strive for momentous things, more likely than not, we're going to need somebody else. And so this is the question, who can help? Who can help? Is it somebody who's done it before? Is it somebody that has particular experience and knowledge? Is it somebody who has an excessive amount of free time? Is it somebody that has the gift of helps and they just want to be there? Is it somebody to bounce ideas off of? Is it somebody who's better at organizing and arranging things? Who can help? If we're not willing to invite someone else into the process, invite someone else into help, then we may never achieve our goals. And so... Over time, as I've implemented these five things into my goal setting, it doesn't mean that I achieve every goal. There are still stretch goals out there that 
I have not achieved. There are goals that I'm working on right now. But what I have found is with these five things, prioritize to-do list, presume interruptions, failing doesn't equal failure, jump and build your wings on the way down, and who can help. Those things, those practices, those mindsets have helped me achieve more goals now than I was before. When everything was too big, when everything had to be on my own, I just missed it. I just missed out on opportunities. I missed goals. They weren't achievable. And so if you would ever love some help on this topic, this is one of my favorite things to do. With every single one of my interns, I would teach them how to go through and do a prioritized to-do list. We would work on brainstorming. We would work on shifting perspective, working on putting things in the bite-sized pieces, how to build in margin into your schedule, how to take risks, how to build teams around you. If that's something you'd love to do, reach out to me because that's one of the greatest thrills that I get. But in this life, when we set goals and we work towards those goals, really, really great things can happen. Really cool things can happen in every area of life, whether it's as a family, whether it's as a hobby or as a sport or as a career, goals are needed in all of those endeavors and all of those arenas to make life a little bit sweeter. Well, that's episode eight talking about leadership, the importance of goal setting. Again, it is really, really my heartbeat. Something that I enjoy more than most things is coming along somebody, helping them achieve their goals. And so if you'd ever like to talk about goals you'd like to set, reach out. You can get me on my email. It's G-E-R-A-D, Jared. Dot hall H-A-L-L at gmail.com, jared.hall at gmail.com, and I'd be more than happy to do that. Done it with a ton of leaders, done it with different organizations and different situations. It's so important to set goals, to reach out, to try to achieve them. And I know that more likely than not, you've got a couple things that you've been working on, a couple things you've been thinking about. Maybe some things that's been in the back of your head for a while that you're going, yeah, I'd really love to do this. Ah, I really have a vision for it, but where do I start? How do I get going? Do I have the time? Those are the things that I would love to help you think through and process with and get you going on. Because what I know to be true is that the Lord has good work for all of us to do, and we need to get about doing it. So thank you so much for listening. Again, this is Hall Talk. I'm your host, Jared Hall. Looking forward to talking with you next time. Thank you for listening to Hall Talk. Share your voice by leaving a comment or asking a question. Join the team by hitting like, subscribing, and sharing with others. As always, join us next time for more insights and conversations on Hall Talk.